0: My name is DK Diamantes, my co-host is Bricky, and we're gonna be getting some, I guess it's a special long episode or something, as far as I know, so I'm really kind of hype about it, so uh, let's not waste too much time on the intro, but if you enjoy today's episode, head over to patreon.com slash ridiculous. consider supporting the podcast, we have a new HD poster for the $15 tier, it is a wonderful, classy ad poster that doesn't have any overused memes or jokes relating to ad mech and their affinity for toasters, uh, but yeah, patreon.com slash ridiculous if you want to support the channel, uh, bricky Uh, do we have a new book club?
1: I was actually going to give you the choice on the book club at the end of today's episode. (gasps) Oh boy, Um, let's go! So we'll do that later, but uh, of course, merch, check out Orchidate.com. The dice are fully restocked. Grab some while you can. Also, we do have a deal going on. If you get two items of any kind of Adeptus Ridiculous-based merchandise, you get 10% off. So, uh... That's, uh, that, that's happening all the way till when I feel like stopping it. So, yeah, just, you know, if you get two things, two Adirik items, you get 10% off your order.
0: Yay. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's that's go. A, what a deal. What a steal. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Um, Hell so yeah, the, uh, the book club, I'll tell, Will I have a couple options and I'll give you them at the end of the video, but, um, today may not necessarily be a long episode. It is simply a big episode. Oh, um, okay. And uh I'll I'll explain more after I give you a quote. <gasps> a quote.
0: Oh we're, boy, I'm gonna fuck this up, aren't I? We're back into the quotes. We're back we're we're back, baby! Okay, we're okay. back. I'm ready, I'm ready. Alright.
1: <clears throat> Heresy is like a tree. Its roots lie in the darkness, whilst its leaves wave in the sun, and to those who suspect not, it has an attractive and pleasing appearance. Truly, you can prune away its branches, or even cut the tree to the ground, but it will grow up again ever the stronger and ever more calmly. Yet all the while, the root grows thick and black, gnawing at the bitter soil, drawing its nourishment from the darkness, and growing even greater and more deeply entrenched. Such... Is the nature of heresy. And this is why it is so hard to destroy, for it must be eradicated. Leaf, branch, trunk, and root. It must be exercised utterly, or it will return all the stronger. Time and time again until it is too great to destroy. Then we are all doomed.
0: Wow, that's a great quote. Holy shit. Uh so initial thoughts. Uh, Gotta be some sort of crazy Imperium thing, because, you know, it's heresy, and you gotta... If it's heretical, you gotta burn it to its core and get rid of it, otherwise you're screwed. Uh, So, initial thought is it's some sort of uh, crazy Inquisitor. Uh, Because the Inquisitors love to seek out heresy, burn it. Um, Or maybe... This is gonna seem obvious... Because it's you, it's an episode you're excited about. I want to say sisters, uh, because they're, you know, they're pretty like, oh my god, heresy. How could you turn heretical? That's why we hate uh, uh, the Astartes, because they have a pension for uh, turning traitor. Um, so those those are my two directions that I'm going, either Inquisitor or some sort of sisters thing.
1: Yeah, several options is cheating. DK, think less, use less brain. Less brain. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, Inquisitors. one. All right, bam, you got it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, Hell go. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. You just had to think less.
0: Think less, do more. Let's go.
1: I'm proud of you. We are Hell finally covering the Inquisitors. Um, and now this is going to be a multiple part uh, series. This is part one. We will have a part two later on. Today we are going into the founding, talking a bit about what an Inquisitor is and separating them from their kind of meme situation. And then in the next episode, we'll talk a bit more about the various orders, the retinue they tend to move around with, and a little bit more on some of the We're probably going to cover Radical and Puritan in this one, but mainly the people they run around with, as well as like different ordos and that kind of stuff. But yes, uh, also, because I'm just going to do this, and because fuck everyone, uh, I I want this to be a three part series. We're going to do two on Inquisitors, and then the third episode, I am going to force everybody to listen to the audio drama horror story Watcher in the Rain. Because it involves an Inquisitor and I think is a good way to look at them in their creepy fashion. And it gives me a way to force everyone to read that really fucking good audio horror book. It's only an hour and like 20 minutes. It's great. So we'll have like a mini book club episode. We'll talk a little bit more about it after we finish up our Inquisitorial discussion.
0: That's right. You were telling me about Watcher in the Rain a little while ago and how good it was. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited. I'm, I'm, I'm good for that. I think that sounds it's like a great idea.
1: V- it's very good. Um, so, Inquis- the Inquisition. Mm. Um, another Inquisitor uh, quote comes from a certain man known as Eisenhorn, which is a very popular wow. book. Um, and he, uh, his, he says, I'm excusing a lot because I recognize the trauma and the loss you have suffered, but my patience isn't limitless. Unlike my authority.
0: Oh. Damn. Yeah. Yikes.
1: He's, he's, he's tired of, tired of listening to your bullshit.
0: <laughs> limitless authority. Oh no.
1: Skill issue.
0: Yes. Ooh, L plus ratio plus limitless authority.
1: So, the Inquisition, with their wonderful inquisitorial slogan, if I'm not incorrect, it is Innocentia nihil probat. Uh, my pronunciation is probably very bad because it's Latin and I'm bad at that. Uh, but it basically means innocence proves nothing.
0: No. Oh, no. oh yes. Oh no! This is so Imperium. This is like Imperium to the nth degree. All right, go ahead. Well, it's an interesting,
1: uh, it's an interesting one because of just just because of it, like the idea that okay, innocence proves nothing is is their slogan, so to speak. But it, it makes sense when you when you go more into it. That's that that's the, that's the okay. most important part. But so the Inquisition. Was originally, or is, is fully known as the Holy Orders of the Emperor's Inquisition. That's its full name, and it was personally created by malkador the Sigilite, Dang. Regent of Terra, way back when. Uh, it was created and it was founded immediately after the awful Drop Site massacre of Isvan Three, or is was this
0: Isvan Three the Drop Site massacre?
1: Or is nah, this whatever fun five? is fun
0: was the drop mat what, whatever is fun was the drop site massacre we get the
1: idea. well no it's specifically it's is fun three oh, no okay. uh okay yeah i think this i think this is the no no this fun three is not the drop site massacre that's is fun five Is fun three was the virus bombing one i believe Ooh, um neither was very
0: happy times
1: neither is great no. um if i'm not yeah i think I believe that's the case so is fun three Uh, So basically what happens is that right after that, the emperor asked Malkador to create a a special group with unquestionable mind, loyalty, courage, and strength to help root out problems because this is when they found out about Horus being a traitor and all these kinds of things. Um, So that's why Malkador, who was, remember, the second most powerful psyker in humanity... Um, only down to the Big E as number two. Yeah. I wonder if he was even stronger than Magnus.
0: He was just—he like, was like an old
1: man, but he was like—he he had Giga Brain. He looked like Modok.
0: Uh, I would—I would imagine pre-Heresy maybe, but I imagine post-Heresy, Magnus has got to be so juiced up on chaos that there's no way, right?
1: He's also a Big E's son, so probably not. But uh, he's, that's
0: true. He is a Primarch.
1: He is certainly the most the strongest human psyker. Yeah. Um, but he created this uh, group and he sought out 12 individuals. Um, now, twelve these 12 individuals were eight space marines and four imperial lords and administrators. Um, now, a whole lot of the Inquis- Inquisition's past is just not around anymore. And this is the humorous because it involves two orders. One is known as the Ordo Originatus, and this is a, a particular inquisitorial order that tries to uncover as much information about the uh, humans' past as possible. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they're at odds with this group called the Ordo Redactus, who <laughs> deliberately tries to obscure them because they believe that any advantage uh, from their can be used against them by their enemy.
0: That um, name is so on the nose, the Ordos Redactus. Oh, what did they do? <laughs>
1: And the Ordo originatus? <laughs> yeah. What are yeah. they what are they
0: looking for? Hmm? GW has some sometimes the names are just so, so cool. And other times it's like, what did you get your 10-year-old to think of this shit? Like what happened? Anyway.
1: Yeah, this Yeah, it's it's true. You look at like Zarek the silent king, you're like, that's so cool. And then you look at Angron, you're like, oh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Wonder what his
0: story is, hmm? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> anywho uh, so a lot of it is and the founding is a little hard to grasp and this is one of those like oh what happened in the founding like I don't really know yeah, it's all been kind of covered up mm-hmm. um, but Macador picked these 12 people 8 great or uh, 8 space marines shit 8 space marines and 4 imperial lords um, and uh, they were brought to the emperor secretly during the actual siege of terror itself when they were when they were getting oh. attacked they were brought secretly into you know the area and what this became were these four imperial lords and administrators, human, human boys, were then used to create the foundations of the Inquisition, the original conclave of the Inquisition. These eight space marines were the original founders to become the Grey Knights.
0: Oh, okay. So, this is how the Grey Knights got started.
1: This is how the Grey Knights got started. Uh, because oh, cool. you'll find that all of the Ordo Majoris, which are the three main bodies, the Ordo Hereticus, Zenos, and malius all have a special group associated to them. Um, oh, so those okay. eight space marines be created the Grey Knights, and then these four humans were the original Conclave of the Inquisition. Now, the thing to note about the Inquisition back in the day is that people who try to find information about the Inquisition, try to learn more about it, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. tend to go missing...
0: <laughs> Not surprising.
1: As as we know, the Inquisition is the, the secret police. They are the CIA, the FBI, the KGB, uh, all combined, the, the SS, all mixed together with unlimited authority and given the, the chance to be a witch hunters. So, <sighs> yeah, but as we'll find soon, the exterminatus everything is, is definitely more of a meme. Uh, most to all Inquisitors are pretty intelligent and and they have a nice deft touch but uh, often if you try to find out the past of the Inquisition uh, that will uh, normally either one attract an Inquisitor themselves and they will (laughs) well they might ask you because of your very intelligent way of learning stuff to maybe join their retinue like hey Ah. wow you found a lot about us your services could be useful you should you should join me that's your only option.
0: Yeah, I assume if you're like, no, I don't want to join you. You guys are shady as hell. Look at all this bad stuff I found about... You. I assume you get a bolt around to the head or something.
1: Generally uh, worse. Your lifeless Ooh. body tends to be discovered in some kind of harrowing predicament to immediately call into question the things they found. Like, they might oh. find your body in a room full of a bunch of chaosy shit... Kind of like a cop setting up someone.
0: Oh, wow. So to hide anything that they may have found that may have been detrimental to the Inquisition, they set them up to look like an unreliable source, so that even if you do find all their research, it is non-reliable and it just gets trashed.
1: The Inquisition watches everyone. They don't like eyes on them. But the Inquisition itself became its modern form a bit in the 32nd millennium after the formal birth of the Imperial cult, which if you'll remember is the religious state of the Imperium. Yeah. Um, this is before that, though, was known as something as the First Hour. First Hour is a little bit weird. There's not a whole lot on it. But basically, the four people, there were a, was a split. Now, two of the four original humans that Malkador gathered wanted to find a way to resurrect the Emperor. That was their main goal. Find a way to fix him. The other two uh, believe that he has already moved on as like a god in the warp. And to try to do something like that would be like screwing with the natural order of things and would not help them out at all. And it would in fact cause more harm than good. So the people who want to resurrect the Emperor... These two people were known as Promius and Moriana. And eventually, with the creation of the Imperial Cult, the religion... uh, Promius and Moriana ended up splitting again. Because they they eventually went to go find a way to resurrect the Emperor. They left Terra. With the Cult, the two of them split off with Moriana... uh, Believing that she would do whatever she could possibly do... To achieve her aim of resurrecting the Emperor. Anything. Yeah. Now, this was fucking frightening to Pro- Promius, because he was like, oh my god, is gonna use fucking chaos. Like, oh. to, to, like, anything? She's gonna use the dark powers to resurrect the Emperor. Oh my god. So, Promius created an army of followers to attack her. This made her flee into the Eye of Terror. Yikes. And eventually, Promius and his group known as the Promians came into contact with the Inquisition, uh, the newer one, and kind of resurrected themselves together into this one major inquisitorial faction known as the Resurrectionist Inquisitorial Faction. So wow. <laughs> for a pretty hefty amount of the Inquisition, resurrecting the Emperor is a big part of their goal.
0: Naturally. Um, okay.
1: I, not, it might even be the main goal of everyone, but they often are more like based around keeping away the threats across like on the other side keeping away the threats of the imperium more so than this thing but i think it's like always in the back of their head
0: yeah okay
1: kind of like mechanicus do all their creepy crappy stuff but they're always like in the pursuit of knowledge yeah is their main thing
0: good old resurrectionists
1: yeah it's uh the first hour is a little bizarre I, i don't know there might be a might be like a book or something going on with that because it's a very short blurb and I feel like there should be more going on here. But if there's maybe a book or some kind of old lore, I don't know. Uh, But regardless, that's what it said. So that's what I'm telling you. All right. Anywho, uh, moving on from there, the religious state, of course, the cult is what kind of made the Imperial uh, Inquisition the way it is. Obviously a lot more religious and zealotry. Yeah. Um, The Marines with the Malkador himself were a arm of the Ordo Malleus. So the three major Ordos we have, the Ordo Majoris, Malleus, Xenos, and Hereticus. The Ordo Malleus is entirely dedicated to the hunting of demons. Full on horrors of the warp, demon killing.
0: I don't think I'd wanna be in the the Malleus. That sounds like a very dangerous order to be in if you're always fighting demons.
1: That's why you get to have the Grey Knights on your side. Because the Grey Knights okay. are, in a sense, an arm of the Inquisition. In fact, on a lot of their armor, you can see Inquisitorial Seals. And so, because of that, they are a massive arm of the Ordo Malleus. That's the point of the Grey Knights. They uh, are okay. they work with Inquisitors all the time. Um,
0: so, I, I was just real... Uh, Does that make the Grey Knights a little better in the tabletop or a little stronger since, well, I would assume against demons anyway, the Grey Knights are just like, "Uh uh-oh, you're fucked, uh, because that's kind of their job, is like they help the Ordo Malleus kill demons, so if you had like a Chaos Demon faction against the Grey Knights, I assume the Grey Knights will be heavily favored.
1: The Grey Knights have a lot of extra um, power in their... Like, against demons, yeah. They have extra buffs against demons. It it doesn't mean you get an auto-win, obviously, but you will do better against demons. Yeah. Um, Yes, and also, the amount of Grey Knights that have been possessed by demons is a grand total of zero. Wow. Um, They are, uh, like, the most pure of will.
0: Yeah. Well, I I was going to say, that's actually pretty impressive, because you would think with spending so much time fighting demons and being around demons that eventually you know a demon would slip in here or there granted they might not last long but you would think that constantly being around demons one would trickle through here or there the
1: gray knights for a while were not a very liked faction because they felt like They were making some like, I'm. you liked Marines? Well, these are Marine Marines. Every Grey Knight is only one in every thousand. Every single one is a psyker. They're all so strong and powerful and they're so pure of will. Their minds are perfect, which is why the Kaldor Drago thing is kind of a meme. Um, But that's kind of the point is that they need to be exceptionally resistant to demonic influence. We'll talk more about this guy the moment we talk about um, Grey Knights. But yeah. one of my favorite characters in the Gray Knights is a guy named Castellan Crow, mm-hmm. and Ooh, cool name. What, yeah, he's cool, and what he has, he actually has a demonic sword. Oh. Uh, it's called the Black Blade of Antoir, I think. Oh, that's so and big. whoa,
0: is that his mini?
1: Yeah, I think someone maybe gave it a little bit more color in that one, but yeah, that's his mini. It, it's Holy actually re- sh- it's uh, recently updated.
0: Holy shit, that sword is so cool
1: yeah and the thing is is that the the black blade is one of the strongest demonically infused blades like it's, it's a demon inside that weapon and it's one of the most powerful things ever but he's in a particular group of Gray knights known as the purifiers and so what he does is he has the sword on him at all times and he sits alone in his chambers away from everyone else at all times and the sword is constantly speaking to him it is oh. never-endingly like, like, use my power, use the stuff. Like, I am very strong. You'll become everything you desire. Like, nonstop. And he Whoa. just sits there with the sword and ignore-ignores it. And if anyone gets too close to him, they'll be tempted by the sword. Wow. So he's just like constantly just there. And he doesn't even use it as like he doesn't even use the demonic powers in the sword. He uses it as if it's like a Piece of sharpened steel. Um, the 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 demon might do some crazy shit, but like often on the battlefield, the demon will speak to all the enemies, and they'll all like swarm him, like he's taking aggro. Because and he just uses he's like a master swordsman. So that's the idea is that he's so pure of will, he just sits there with this sword at all times, and it just constantly. Yeah, it just beckons to him all the time, and he's just there, like, mm-mm, no way.
0: Wow. So does he keep the sword so that it won't fall into the wrong hands and possess someone? Because if it did, that would yes. be big trouble, because it's such a strong sword?
1: He I, he, I don't think he can destroy it. Maybe he can, like, banish the demon, but then it'll just go back to the warp and then find a different host. Yeah, so it's safe with, please- with
0: him without exactly it. oh i was gonna say if you're not using the power why keep the sword And then it was like oh because oh okay
1: gray knights often if you notice their bodies are covered in books among various other like chains and paraphernalia that's because the gray knights often have the true names of demons like oh. around and so they they literally have words of banishment they'll speak the true name of the demon that like massively weaken them and then they can kill them Nice. Um, it's pretty dope. Anyway, that, that's, that's a great episode. It's, it's a whole yeah. thing there. They sound really um, cool,
0: though. I, I gotta say, Grey Knights sound dope.
1: They're fun. If you like psychers, every single one of them is a psycher. So it's a good time. We're talking um, to a Thousand
0: Suns fans, So, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, they, they hate each other.
0: <laughs> um, no kidding.
1: In the uh, 32nd millennium after that, uh, this was the War of the Beast. And if you remember, this is when an orc war boss known as the Beast threatened Terra itself. And after this, created the next Majoris chapter, the Ordo Xenos. And ah. the Ordo Xenos is obviously entirely dedicated to dealing with aliens. Gazkothraka book, that was the Ordo Xenos.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And
1: attached to them was the Death Watch chapter.
0: Okay, yep. That and That's true. The Death Watch were pretty connected in the Gazco book. That's fair.
1: Mm-hmm. the death watch are entirely dedicated to the hunting learning study of the alien and they they are taken from many many different kinds of chapters anyone can join the death watch uh they have the little seals on their arms and stuff and they're, they're like they're basically spec ops yeah. They are spec ops uh, alien hunters, and in game, yes, they are better against aliens. They have special rules for certain aliens, of course. dealing with various guys. Um, they've got some really cool looking teams. I, uh, like there was the space wolf in the book, mm-hmm. uh, you'll learn yeah. about like Anderson. ultramarines and dark angels. Like, everyone joins the death watch because. It's basically just them saying to themselves, like, I've seen what the alien can do. I've seen the horrors that they can provide. I am going to dedicate my life to dealing with aliens.
0: Is, uh, is the Death Watch considered the, like, would you only send, like, the best of the best from your chapter to them? Or is it just anyone that's like, no, I, just, I, I, I hate Xenos and I want to fuck Xenos up. I'm going. And it's not necessarily like you have to be the best.
1: The Death Watch are—it's a personal choice.
0: Okay, it's not like you're scouted to be in the Death Watch or something.
1: I mean, maybe you are scouted. I mean, they might—the Inquisition, orders, you know, might come around and be like, "Hey, I want you to hear or something. Right. But right. Um, often, often it is a Marine that. I mean, if we make when we make a Death Watch episode, we'll talk more about it. But mm, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it is a Marine that says, "I." want to fight the alien i've seen the horrors of it i want to specifically fight nothing but the alien because i want to do that because i think it's important
0: gotcha also they have really sick armor the black and gold is really cool
1: black gold yeah and often they'll have like a shoulder pad that is their chapter to kind of show their own heraldry so if you make like death watch on the tabletop you might like mix and match some ultramarines oh, here, cool. some fists there. Like actually, ultramarines. Termin- yeah, well, like this, this like terminator squad here. You know, there's like some yellow over there. There's like a blood angel's probably there. There's yeah. ultramarine there. It's fun.
0: Uh, ultramarine. The yeah, whatever. Ah. Ah. Uh,
1: and then the final Ordo Majoris <laughs> we have was created in the thirty-sixth millennium, directly after the age of apostasy and beheading of Doge Van Dyer. Uh, the, the boy. The boy, Ordo Hereticus, which is the militant arm along with the Adepta Sororitas. So the Sisters of Battle are the militant arm of the church, the ecclesiarchy, and the main fighting force for the Ordo Hereticus.
0: Hell yeah, let's go, sisters.
1: Let's go. Now, obviously, uh, the Sisters of Battle are... If you look at their armor, they tend to have a ton of the Inquisitorial Rosette on their yes. armor. Um, they have their, their fleur-de-lis, fleur-de-lis, Lee, Lee, whatever oh, the fuck de it's called. fleur yeah, yeah, whatever, some French bullshit. Um, <laughs> as you can see, like, on their armor, they have a ton. Like, there's the Inquisitional symbol right there on the chest, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, it's, it's
1: all over the place. Oh, yeah. The, 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 classic, the classic Sisters of Battle, the classic... Uh, order for the uh, fucking up of heretics so yeah. those are the main three uh there are also the order minoris which are some smaller ones but there's like 10 of those and we'll cover those probably in the next episode okay um but so yeah each ordo is made up of the inquisitors and their inquisitorial retinue but they also have a, a much more hefty combat force in just in case, and that would be the Grey Knights, Death Watch, and Sisters of Battle. Okay. Um, now, a m- allegiance to an order is not a dedicated master. The Inquis- an Inquisitor can freely move between orders as they'd like. Think of an order more as like oh. a field of study.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: So, if they are like, if they are the most apt at dealing with demons, they'll be part of the Ordo Malleus. But maybe something crazy happens, like the Octarius War. All these fucking uh, uh, Xenos are on their way. So, a lot of Ordo Malleus might move on to the Xenos for a bit, start learning more about them, start trying to figure things out because this is where they need it right now. You you can kind of move between them. The difference is, is that naturally you are constantly dealing with problems in all sorts of fields. Oh, yeah. Like, even though, yeah, like, like uh, Shai says here, Eisenhorn is from the Ordo Xenos, but he's constantly dealing with chaos. Because <laughs> you, just, you just deal with your problems. It's a field of study.
0: Oh, okay. So, so the Inquisitors aren't bound to one order. They can sort of go to whichever uh, one they want.
1: Whichever one they they deem is the most important for that time frame.
0: Right, 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 right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. cool.
1: And no one really needs to approve them in any way. They have no superiors. This is yeah, the Inquisition. Yeah, they have
0: limitless authority. So the, who's going to stop them anyway? Even if it was a problem, who's going to stop them?
1: That's the thing. Is that the I, I like the meme of the Inquisitor that's just like, ah, oh, heresy, exterminatus. Like it's it's funny. I like it's a good meme. But exterminatus, unless you're Crippman. Is a seriously <laughs> final resort. Most inquisitors won't do an exterminatus for their entire lives. That in fact, be, yeah. mo- like most, in- like maybe one out of 10 inquisitors and out of their entire lives might even consider it. They, they, the destruction of an entire imperial world and in in consigning billions to their death is incredibly fucking rare. Yeah, like
0: it is the last resort among last resorts.
1: It is a percentage of a percentage. But even if point zero 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 one percent of Inquisitors ever do an exterminatus in their life, a million worlds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, so uh, I I do remember that, Cri- obviously, Critman, uh, crazy. Crazy Inquisitor that starts Uh Refresh my memory, because I don't, specifically remember what happens when an inquisitor goes a little too power hungry starts getting a little too shitty and needs to be taken down a peg because they theoretically have limitless authority and they answer to no one but when they start exterminating planets like critman did and start just like an octarius war you somebody needs to rein them in what how do you rein in an inquisitor
1: i think there are two options Okay. One is that you excommunicate them from the Inquisition. However, I don't think that's been that's happened to anyone but Critman. <laughs> I, I, I think it might be the only person because he's very smart and he needs to be there for the Octarius War. Mm-hmm. Um, normally you just kill them. <laughs>
0: that's true in a bunch of the books we've seen we've seen a few inquisitors just get shot and killed and blown up via psyker powers. so yeah that's fair
1: or another inquisitor or inquisitors deem their actions to be no longer helping the imperium and and they just and they just die then they just they find them and they kill them it happens yeah. so rarely though Mm. It's such a rare situation. Inquisitors will butt heads all the time within their Ordo on oh, what sure. to do is the best, of course, but rarely do, does anyone go so far off the deep end that they need to be removed or killed.
0: Yeah. You said you could excommunicate a uh um an inquisitor? What's the process ol- for excommunicating one?
1: I only know of one and that's Critman
0: okay he's the only example of an inquisitor just going absolutely batshit haywire crazy and needing to be like super ultra dealt with
1: i, I there might be there's probably some others that have been excommunicated they obviously have a a, a system for it
0: But uh, sure, sure
1: um but like it says here in the excommunication section an inquisitor has the power to declare an individual or sometimes an organization or planet as excommunicates traitor traitorous um, which is an individual or a planet, this declaration generally has them accused by the human race and then they are hunted down and killed for the good of the Imperium. Ah, okay. I gotcha. don't... I, I genuinely can't think of any other Inquisitor that has been done by that. I, maybe there have been others, but like, it's so rare. Yeah. Like, it's, it, the Inquisitors are really fucking good at their jobs and they are mentally, insanely, like just so strong that anything like this, like, they'll bicker, but mm-hmm. it's the difference between... So to them, it's like, what do you bring to the bake sale? Are you cooking cookies or cake? And maybe <laughs> and maybe they'll bitch, like, fucking Karen women in Orange County about it. But, like, they're still doing the bake sale, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they still want to raise money for X or Y. Like, it's it's... It's not like like all all right Susan, that's it. You're out of here. <laughs> like no, it's like they just it's just wine. That's, it's that's, so rare.
0: That's so interesting because like uh and, and we've alluded to this before that like the the common meme is like, "Oh yeah, um inquisitor exterminate on us that planet." And that's kind of what I came in expecting were like these sort of like um You know, these holier-than-thou, limitless authority uh, guys that are constantly abusing their power, can't be kept in check, uh, are always doing some dastardly shit, and are always up to some weird stuff. And apparently that rarely happens, and they're actually just really good at their job. And the meme is just a meme.
1: Ah, Shy has a very good uh, quote here. Oh. An inquisitor declared guilty by a trial of their peers typically declared excommunicate traitor and is then immediately executed for heresy then and there. Oh. Inquisitors found guilty in absentia will be declared excommunicate traitors, and a warrant will be issued for their arrest and execution across the sector or beyond. Being excommunicated is not to an inquisitor of any real status, for they are still able to command the fear and respect of others simply by virtue of who they are. In the eyes of imperial law, they might be a criminal and a traitor, but far removed from the centers of authority on most worlds of the Imperium without a powerful inquisitorial presence, they remain an inquisitor in every respect. Whoa. So, so yeah, naturally, like, if you're in some world and you've been excommunicated as a traitor, like, the world doesn't fucking know that. You're still an inquisitor, and that's horrifying. Yeah.
0: That Yeah, like, that is a horrifying thought that like a an inquisitor could be excommunicated for being a traitor but for all intents and purposes he is still an inquisitor and still has all the authority of an inquisitor that's oof i don't like that that's that's skin crawlingly i don't i don't like I, it i don't like it
1: i believe that is why good old um critman is he's been excommunicated maybe he's the only one who is uh has survived. Mm. Uh, because yeah. you know they need him for the Octarius War. Yeah. they just want to stop blowing up fucking plants.
0: Stop exterminating everything.
1: So, moving from that, uh, it kind of goes into the idea of like like an inquisitor is a detective. Pretty much first and foremost, whenever I think of an Inquisitor, I think of a, of a very good detective. They go, they follow leads, they learn stuff, they have a ship, they have a crew, they tend they make their way around, and the only people who are above them in authority are the High Lords of Terra. Um, now, there are other Inquisitorial ranks. There are Masters, Grandmasters, and Lord. Now, you probably heard Lord a few times, Lord Inquisitor or the Inquisitor yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah. These are generally not actual ranks above. They are a sign of status and prestige oh, because okay. they're such important and powerful lords. There are a couple others. There is the uh, Lord uh, Terran Lord Inquisitor, which is a, a uh, like upgrade given by like the High Lords of Terra, mm-hmm. but. There is no formal hierarchy. Everything is entirely by reputation and influence. So a lord inquisitor might be better than a regular inquisitor, and an inquisitor might answer to them, but they don't necessarily have to. It is more—it is more like you listening to someone who has had so much more experience than you. Right. Um, and you might—and if you want to become a lord inquisitor, all you need is. A lord inquisitor to then have him and two of their peers or him or her and two of their peers take a regular inquisitor and say yeah you're a lord now that's about it
0: <laughs> so it's just a popularity like, contest
1: there yeah but like it's, it's the idea of like this person's a veteran they know what the fuck they're doing i'll listen yeah. to them gotcha. they may not have more power so to speak but they are they do kind of have more power but kind of don't Grandmasters are very often uh, an Inquisitor lore that has a standing like an entire sector or subsector, like like a full group of planets, like a system, you know, like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, When Inquisitor is around, there's something important to note: is that if you can see an Inquisitor like just on a planet, Mm -hmm. they're doing that on purpose.
0: They, you, you can only see them because they want you to see them.
1: They will never make themselves known if they don't have to. Because an Inquisitor that is known and seen creates a hefty amount of problems. Sometimes an Inquisitor will specifically state, I am coming to this planet to search down a lead. And they'll tell the planet that. And the planet will sometimes just start writing.
0: Yeah, because because they want to... Coming
1: they want to well they want to prove themselves they want to prove that they're that they're so just and that they'll like start going out like witch hunting people who they don't like to say they're like yeah look at this i killed these three people they were talking about chaos (laughs) and and inquisitor is doing that on purpose they're trying to root someone out Mm -hmm. you know like for example
0: they oh oh, go ahead i was gonna ask something they often do but it sounds like you have an example
1: uh, actually I was had example of the opposite. Um sometimes oh. they do. It depends on what's good for their uh their like their, their uh investigation. For example, uh Amber Lee Vale, Caiaphas Kane.
0: Oh, Com- yeah.
1: You would have never known she was there. She was just a singer lady. Yeah. right? She had a whole disguise. You'd never fucking know she was an inquisitor. And the moment Kane realized she was, he was like, Oh my god, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, fuck, yeah fuck, Cain fuck, was fuck.
0: suspecting somebody completely different. He wasn't even suspecting somebody. He just wanted to get laid.
1: And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> You're a you what? You. Yeah. <laughs> I put in a couple. He wanted a couple of ice cubes. Oh. I only put oh yes, you that only put in one. that is kind of funny. Yeah. You. <laughs> you what? <laughs> you what?
0: I I'm love that. I'm an inquisitor.
1: It's such a good meme. Um. But yeah, so the because inquisitors they sometimes will need to conduct all their stuff in secret. Sometimes they, in order to conduct their research, they need to make it clear. They want to make the planetary governor sweat a little bit because maybe he's the one they're worried about.
0: Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay.
1: They they follow they follow leads. They interrogate people. They torture. They psychically like they have all kinds of methods. And as an Inquisitor, you are a stone cold piece of shit.
0: <laughs> stone cold killer.
1: Yeah. And it, it makes, you know, they're they're frightening for that reason. Oh yeah. This actually goes into two of the uh types of inquisitors that we have. Uh not, not as many types, but there's two. There's the radicals and the Puritans. Oh. Now. A Puritan is you know by the grace of the emperor by by the the importance of humanity i will not sacrifice my humanity to get this thing done i will use the power of x y and z a radical is any means necessary
0: yeah i was i was thinking that was going to be the distinction um one is going to be a little more low key and the other one is just like no, I did fucking scorched earth i'm i'm going in um so yeah <laughs>
1: Yes, the the Inquisitor in Gaskell—that's a radical Inquisitor. The idea oh, yeah, to yeah. take to take in, and talk to an orc—that's radical. Oh. Um, the example they have here is great. It says an Inquisitor can read from the Grimoire Malefact and can use its knowledge to close a warp rift, but in doing so, they risk opening their soul to chaos and becoming the very thing they would fear. A Puritan would never do this. It is reckless and unnecessary. And they would find another method to do so, even if it dooms a dozen worlds.
0: Damn. Okay.
1: There's a good quote from an anonymous inquisitor that says, He who is not a Puritan in his youth has no heart. He who is still a Puritan in his maturity has no brain.
0: Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's a good quote.
1: So good sometimes quote. like sometimes there's even a thing that inquisitors will sometimes carry with them. in one of their retinues called a demon host.
0: Oh, shit. really?
1: It is literally a minor demon in the body of a person shackled and gagged. And, wow. and sometimes in order to deal with chaos like that, they'll bring it with them and converse with the demon to, cause they, cause maybe the demon has like a grudge hates damn. he's he or maybe he's a corn demon and he fucking hates slanesh and he's like i i you know this is a slanesh thing over here fuck slanesh i'll i'll answer your questions i'll help you out because fuck them
0: damn that seems a little heretical but i mean i guess radical necessary yeah, yeah very radical yeah
1: yeah so sometimes like like there's a picture shy just posted branding the fucking demon right there
0: holy shit
1: an entire crazy ass thing of ruin like they'll inquis- inquisitors answer to nobody
0: <laughs> except yeah. for the
1: high lords of terra and in a, a conclave of their peers holy
0: shit okay radicals are they they live up to the name
1: and yeah. uh Ooh. there's something now the only people they cannot command i believe are I know they can hire the Assassinorum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't think they can, they have any say over the Grand Master of the Assassinorum because I think they're a High Lord of Terra. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but I think they can hire an assassin if they need to be, which is crazy fucking power. Like because the <laughs> assassins are are rare as rare can be. They are the craziest sons of bitches in the Imperium. Yeah. Um, they have absolutely no say over the custodians.
0: I imagine they wouldn't. Yeah, I imagine the custodians are uh they're completely their own thing and wouldn't have to answer to anybody, really. I mean, the, cuz their their whole thing is to protect the emperor basically, so the, the yeah. custodians
1: answer to nobody. Yeah. The custodians are their own dedicated power because they have their one and only job. Um they can get the Astartes, of course, to oh, answer yeah. to them. Um it doesn't Always work <laughs> to go on. Well, the an inquisitor is not dumb. They right. realize that if they push their fucking luck with the Astartes, the Astartes might just kill them. <laughs> yes, like you know, you you might be big man, big metal, big rosette, all this crap, but you're standing in front of four demigods. <laughs> Like yeah. they will, but, it, but sometimes like they, they often want to use discretion when it comes to the Astartes because they uh, do have power over them. But for the same reason why an, an Inquisitor wouldn't just waltz up to a planetary governor that they think is turning the entire place traitor and say, I am going to arrest you now. All of their guards are going to be like,
0: <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. So.
1: I don't know about that one. Like at the yeah, end of the day, a
0: little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: At the end of the day, you are just a person. Now, sometimes yeah. now, inquisitors are often psychers. They're very well trained. They could probably take on even a couple guards per chance, but they are still just a human.
0: Yeah, they're not a space Ma- marine. They're not an astartes. They're not on that level. Yeah,
1: they need to be cautious. They need to be careful. It's what makes inquisitor stories so fucking interesting is because so often they don't have this insane power to them physically so they need to work with their their situation they need to to yeah, manage to their brain a and... yep a population or, or that's why they lie that's why they're secretive that's why that's why they're fucking terrifying because the gorgeous blonde bombshell singer it, and, and a, on a Tau world might be inquisitorial of the ordo and Amberly vale
0: yep yep yep. <laughs>
1: with her Damn. psyker friend and scribe and etc yep Damn. that's what's fright. that's what's fucking frightening on them you your best friend might be an inquisitor who is constantly looking at you and and being, you know, well, this kind of stuff. And so if you want to bicker with the chapter master of the fucking Dark Angels, Azrael, whose middle name is Black, like, Black Paint <laughs> or Black Ink and Cover-Ups, your middle name is what document? I don't know what you're talking about. Fall, never heard of it. Maybe don't ask too much of him.
0: Yeah, maybe don't I'm, pick on him. Maybe don't, like, try and uh, push his buttons. Yeah, definitely. You,
1: he will snap your neck like a twig and he you will never be seen again
0: i <laughs> you'd be lucky if that's all they did if they only snapped your neck you you'd get off lucky
1: considering nice the dark quick. angels like psychically mind probed and wiped and tortured primaris marines cuz they came from gilliman <laughs> i oh good I, I i think that they will uh, they'll cause problems Yes. So you need to be careful with who Definitely. you're speaking to.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Ooh, yikes! Yeah, be careful around that Dark Angels guy. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the Dark Angels. An- yeah, yeah. Guy? As Asrael is a he's he's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy.
0: <laughs> he's a guy. <laughs> he sounds like a monster, actually. But okay.
1: The Dark Angels. If I had to pick a Space Marine faction. A loyalist one. And like, all right, which one of them is the, are the biggest pricks? I'd probably pick the Dark Angels.
0: <laughs> Poor Dark Angels. Well, I guess they bring it on themselves, actually. So,
1: But Bricky, but, how do you... Oh, yes, but Bricky, how do you even join the Inquisition?
0: Yeah, Bricky, how? How now, Ooh. Brown Cow?
1: Well, the... Wow. Um, <laughs> there are a couple ways. Uh, now, one of them, a, a common way, is uh, the Scola Progenium. We uh, okay. are, are go wonderful, yep. go in the walls, you know. Yeah, brother.
0: Yeah, brother, getting them walls. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Um, so often if you want to, if you show this, this great mindset, very intelligent, all these kinds of things, you might be taken away from the Scola and be brought as an acolyte. Uh, but the interesting part of the Inquisition is that joining the Inquisition is generally on a per-Inquisitor basis. Oh. Like you, will be picked out by an inquisitor, mm-hmm. and you will then join the retinue, as say oh. an acolyte or I think you start as an acolyte. Something they call like neophyte. They they have various words. Yeah, for it. yeah. But then as you work with them more and more, you might rise in their ranks and and become a little bit more intelligent and and mm. kind of know more and serve them more as a as a. uh assistant and after enough time the inquisitor might say i think you've got the makings of an inquisitor and then they'll have two of their peers sign off on it along with you and and say like what my assistant here you know like i want you to see him test him probe him that kind of thing and if he passes it then he'll join the then you can become an inquisitor
0: okay so each inquisitor can kind of pick their own heir
1: a little bit yeah they they can have like a successor they can uh, okay. some 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 Inquis- very few inquisitors retire but some do and okay. they, they might have a, have an heir like the world of the 41st millennium is, is one of the darkest most horrifying things ever made yeah. but like there are times where inquisitors have done their job for like 150 years They've done an amazing job, this whole thing, and then they're, they don't believe they can serve the emperor as strong as they used to. So sometimes they'll, kind of like when a custodian gets too um, slow from his age oh, or his yeah, reflexes, yeah. they'll just retire on a pretty agricultural world and they might just be a quiet spy and live a, a life. Maybe they'll get a wife. Maybe yeah. they'll have some kids. Who knows?
0: Didn't you say at one point that retired custodians get an like they get their own fucking planet to retire to like dedicated completely to them or something?
1: No, um the uh the custodians put on like um this like robe and they kind of go out and try to find things for the custodians, which is always kind of funky cuz they're so big. Um oh. no, there was the Guardsman that found the STC oh! to yeah, make yeah, yeah, knives yeah. for the Astartes and they right, all right. were given a whole world. <laughs>
0: For knives, that's right. You're right.
1: For yeah, that that was the big cool part of the end of Daunt's um, Ghosts, right, where the the, right. the bad guy was like, yeah, they they found this STC, and they were all given a full agricultural world for a machine that made knives.
0: knives. <laughs> I love that. It's uh, that's, it, that's so great. It's
1: kind of it's kind of cool that concept. Like there is some hope and some kind stuff that goes on in the 40th the first millennium. Can you imagine just like. The ability to live like 200 something years thanks to the medicine and you just you just get a planet. He's you retired. have like like a a beautiful forest world maybe water planet with like fauna and all that stuff you can just make like your little house with your family mm-hmm. and like that sounds so nice.
0: Yeah, and then the Tyranid invade.
1: And then the Tyranids invade. Hopefully yeah. you die by then. Um,
0: and you get turned into soup. Soup.
1: Soup's um, but... on! <laughs> that that's what's interesting about the inquisition is that they're so all-encompassing in their power not only can they do and demand almost anything they create more of their own through their own words yeah Uh, and and this is something that's interesting and this is a, a slight problem it's been proven time and time again that the that the imperium are a terrible terrible fucking faction and they don't need to be that way the yeah. Leagues of Votan being coming out and the Tau are proof of this. Um But it, the interesting part about the Imperium is the fact that they got this way due to, you know, the slow corrupting of their government and, and the rotting carcass they became. Yep. Um so you know, like I made a video a bit ago where I'm like, it doesn't you don't have to agree with them. You just have to believe that they would become that way. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. Is that Despite how fucking terrible they are, like, you know why they became that way, even though it's not right, and they could have done better.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Shy said the Imperium survives despite how bad they are, not thanks to how bad they are. I was going to say, like, if if they weren't as evil as they were... um, it would be better off for them because then they, you know, how how many of their citizenry and their soldiers and whatever have they slaughtered needlessly because uh they broke some dumb rule that nobody cares about or they thought they were heretical or they thought they were dealing with chaos, but they weren't. And oh, it's exterminatus this whole planet because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I mean, that's not even scratching the, the surface. That's just minor stuff that they do. That's that's the little shit that they do. And, um, like, we don't even think about ad Like, you literally oh, can't yeah. invent.
1: Yeah. You can't fucking invent technology. Like, it. Oh, holy shit, that's so bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, th- I mean, their zealotry is probably causing them way more problems than it's fixing. They don't have to be that way. They could be so much better and stronger if they just weren't such assholes
1: uh shy has an example here uh inquisitor Fyodor karamazov which is one of the main characters of the text of speech thing and i can't look at him the same now (laughs) um is an inquisitor lord of the order hereticus also known as the pyrophant judge of the salem proctor for his inquisitor uh, for this inquisitor there is no defense or mercy in his court even the innocent are guilty of wasting his valuable time, and are set aflame with the many witches and traitors he always discovers among the societies he comes to judge. Wow. Yeah, he's a piece of shit.
0: Yep. Yeah, you, you don't have to be like that to to fight off the horrors of the uh, of forty k. Like you you don't.
1: Um, there like there is a great quote on the back of my custodian novel or uh, uh, codex. In it, actually you know what? i'm going to grab that hold on
0: yeah yeah we we uh, we we'll, 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 we'll just we'll just i'll just entertain the, uh, the people you know here it is da, da, da,
1: da. um the emperor's realm is a festering ruin of overcrowded worlds drowning in their own ignorance and fear It is a tumbled-down ghetto that burns from end to end with the flames of war they do not deserve their emperor they do not deserve us. None of that alters the fact that our duty must be done. So, like, even the custodians themselves are like, "We fucking suck." But if the emperor dies, we are actually boned. Fucked. And yeah. so, despite it all, we will do our duty. Like the the inquisitors or the inquisitors, the custodians remind me a lot of Gilliman, where like mm-hmm. they realize what's happening, but they're it's so down bad that. They just, they need to work with it and try to slowly repair it, even though it's really hard.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, thinking about it, the Custodians are probably very similar to Gilliman in that they they probably know what the Emperor would have wanted, and they look out at the Imperium and they're like, nope, that's not it. This sucks. But same with Gilliman, you can't just tear down the Imperium because, well, you're, you're fucked. You don't, you don't really have time to rebuild. You're kind of stuck with what you got.
1: Basically. Um, this all, this entire tangent, is now me talking about how, despite that, like I said, what the Inquisitors do are awful. What the Imperium does is awful. They are they survive despite how bad, not because of how bad. Yeah. Though, be, despite this all, I want to kind of get this into your head a little bit and get all the viewers this into your head, because um, this is important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Imperium at large doesn't know. Chaos Space Marines, Chaos, or any of that stuff, and a lot of Xenos factions even exist. They don't even realize that that Tyranids exist, or Necrons even exist. They probably know that, like, Orcs and Eldar. Um, they don't know the different kinds of Chaos Gods. They know that, that there's the Warp, and I think they know that there's, like, the Dark Gods, but they don't know what is what. They don't know that Chaos Marines are a thing, there's just a legend, a myth. Huh. Um, you, and and really? this is part of the... Yeah, this is part of the... Like, the average citizen. The average oh, yeah, yeah, citizen.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the I know the normal citizenry have no idea about, like, chaos, chaos gods, chaos space brains and stuff. But uh, the, the Inquisitors and stuff do, right? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Okay. They know yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Because of this, the phrase, in Ascension probot, probat, innocence proves nothing... Can be taken literally. I made a video go just a video just a bit ago, where I talked about Joel from The Last of Us uh-huh. and how he—I guess spoilers for the first game—he basically slaughters an entire operational medical facility at the end of the apocalypse so he could save his daughter, Oof. Um, which is you know very bad.
0: That's very bad. That's very very bad. Yeah.
1: But the whole point of the game is setting up that fact that you understand he would do this despite it being immoral
0: yeah to say he would do anything for his daughter a person
1: a person can not show a single sign of a problem they can be they can be tortured and, and and questioned and be completely innocent of any and all crimes and there is a demon awaiting in them the entire time there is a person who has no memory of anything, and when psychically probed, nothing will come up. And then they a code phrase is spoken, and then they're an Alpha Legion person, and then they immediately destroy a, a, an entire planet. Oh. The, wor- the problem often that the Inquis- Inquisition faces is that when you are dealing with infected people via gene-stealers, chaos-corrupted individuals um sleeper cells from from the chaos space marines and the eyes of the warp often completely innocent people are exactly that completely innocent they have done no crime they have committed no falsehood and yet given a a month they will destroy a sector they will kill trillions
0: well that's 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 fair actually Uh, I guess I've forgotten about the gene stealer thing where they just lie in wait for generations mm -hmm. and then.
1: And so the Inquisition has to treat each and/or believes it's right to treat every single individual they come across like this. Because one slip-up, one person they set up, one innocent quote-unquote person they gunned down. Or they torture and mutilate, or who knows, could be the thing that destroys billions. So to them, their word is absolute. Yeah, their, really? their judgment is true. This is something important for Watcher in the Rain. If they deem a person as guilty, they are guilty. There is no proving innocent because the word of the Inquisitor is stone yeah how and they become guilty is the question it's not the fact that they can be innocent they are guilty yeah what are they guilty for that's the question yeah
0: and i guess in 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 this world let's say like an inquisitor is like oh yeah you're guilty i think you're a gene stealer or i think you've probably got some deep-rooted chaos stuff in you that you don't know about even if they're wrong I suppose losing one person isn't that big a deal. Because if you're wrong about someone being guilty, you've lost one citizen. It is sad and is awful. If you're wrong about someone being innocent and you let them go, it's the planet you could potentially lose. It's like multiple planets that you could lose. It's like billions of people that could get infected and eat you. So... That, that's yeah. the thing is
1: that it, it's it's one of those things where they don't have to do the things they do, but it, it, it's 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 as if a cop in real life shot every person instead of making an arrest because they might commit a crime in the future. Yeah. And, and but in this case, the crime might involve a demon killing an entire planet.
0: Yeah which is a big risk
1: right well to them it's a big risk of course which it doesn't it's not good i wish they wouldn't do that kind of stuff but i'm trying to instill upon the idea of how they think Mm -hmm. that that was a a big part that's that's the the storyline for watcher in the rain is that this inquisitor thinks that this person is guilty of something and they're they don't they're like i'm not guilty of anything it's like the lord inquisitor has said you are guilty Of this crime. To go against his word is heresy. Damn. It doesn't matter if you are, quote, innocent. You are guilty of something. What it is, I will find out. Either through torture or etc. Damn. Their word is, is not law. It is fact.
0: So if an Inquisitor is like, you're guilty. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you're fucked. You're just gonna get tortured and and you you will be killed and there's nothing post mortem they might find out that you were actually innocent and then just be like well, I guess he was innocent but uh, the consequences of him actually being guilty were far worse so uh, better safe than sorry.
1: They they tend not to care. Yeah. One more per one more person in the overall uh, in the overall nature of the galaxy. I, I mean sometimes they obviously are wrong and sometimes sure. they'll admit they'll admit to their wrongdoing. The good inquisitors. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's like, it's it's just this is what happens when you when you run an investigation, you chase down every lead.
0: Damn. Yeah, that's, it's uh, that's it's, that's that's a that's a that's a pickle.
1: It's a big pickle. And the the problem I have with the forty k fan base, I'm pointing to you, my viewers. Is that a, a lot? There's the occasional people who look at that concept and think the Inquisition is right to do what they do. Oh, I no. I dis, I disagree. They are very wrong to do what they do. It's explaining why they do what they do, which is the important part.
0: Yeah, you need to not you need that to they impress are right, right to do it, but that is why they do it.
1: Right, the, and, this, and this again, is not a,
0: this is not a guidebook for how you should be. It's just your understanding why these horrible inquisitors do what they do. And
1: again, this is not every Inquisitor. Mm. This is a hyper-specific group of Inquisitors. Not all of them act this hardcore. Right. Uh, but alas, with Fyodor Karamazov, he sets the innocent people on fire. Oh. So, you know. But like like, you know, Inquisitors, they're generally Extraordinarily intelligent, problem-solving, and and nearly unquestioning people. Often in game, there's a leadership mechanic in the game, Um, and and, like there's certain levels, like a guardsman is like a six or a seven, something like that. A marine is like an eight. A custodian is an eleven. Inquisitors are generally are generally ten, and so often like their their just loyalty is so absolute.
0: Yeah. Well, naturally. To be an Inquisitor, yeah. I would imagine you would need to be nearly absolutely loyal. There's
1: so to to it. end this episode, make the point I'm trying to state, is that the Inquisition is, is all-consuming and can do whatever the hell they want. But they are not the exterminatus happy fuckers that we think they are. There are some of them, but it's such a rarity... And often they are more so just very intelligent secret police detectives kind of people. Mm. And they tend to do a pretty good job with their jobs. They tend to be very good at what they do. And because they're so good at what they do, it makes more of them. And it makes the the need for them seem higher and higher.
0: Okay. They still need to
1: exercise some practice. Don't Mm -hmm. tell the dark angels that they're going to, you know. But yeah.
0: You must listen to me, dark angel. Mm.
1: What's the what's the the funny picture of like Bugs Bunny he was like, "No."
0: <laughs> nope. New. Nope. Uh but I, 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 I really like this episode because I, as soon as we said Inquisitor, I was like, okay, well, I'm, <laughs> he's going to give me a bunch of examples of these guys just scorched earth, just, you know, slash and burn everything, us this, torture that, behead this person, and oh, they're just the worst of the worst, and it's, it's cool to find out that they're not actually like that. They might not be the best people in the whole wide world, but they're just smart detectives that are just kind of doing what they need to do
1: so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah cool
1: the inquisition part one and now it's time for the book club question
0: Ooh, book club question let's go let's go let's go
1: all right my friend i am giving you two choices Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actually no i'll give you i'm giving you three choices all right all right all right you can choose between hell's reach Okay. The the wonderful book made by Aaron Demsky Bowden, uh, entirely right. discussing the Black Templars uh, during the War of Armageddon. Ooh, okay. You can also choose The First Heretic. Uh, this is one of the um, uh, Horus Heresy books, entirely about the Word Bearers and Lorgar, as Ooh, well as Argel Tall and um, Argel Tal Erebus as, and I believe Karin the Betrayer
0: Ooh, that's a um, spicy meatball
1: apparently it's very big than the word bearers <laughs> and helping with the word bearers it's also the prequel to Betrayer the World Eaters novel with Latara Surin. and lastly you can do Blackheart of Huron Blackheart the newest book Uh just released, narrated by Andrew Wincott of Night Lord's Fame.
0: Oh boy, that's tough. I, I don't think I want to do the Black Templar one yet. Not because it's not cool, not because I don't think the Black Templars are cool, but we did get a little bit of uh we did a little we got a little War of Armageddon in um Gaskell, right? That was his big A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, so ooh. Man, the let's I, I I wanna do the first heretic. I'll be honest. I wanna, I wanna do the, the first, first heretic. heretic. I wanna do that one. Uh I I yeah. Yeah.
1: The first heretic it is. Lorgar!
0: Lorgar Lorgar. It's
1: time to learn more about Lorgar. People tell me the first heretic makes you like Lorgar. So uh We'll oh boy. see. We'll see. we'll see. Also, it
0: gives us a nice jump off point to get into the uh uh the uh de- what was it? What's the ship, the devourer? Uh, what? The, the what's what's Latara's ship that she Oh oh with?
1: um the the Conqueror.
0: The Conqueror. We can get the Conqueror's abs too. Potentially. You spin off of that and go right into the Conqueror's Abs. Um I All assume we're right. gonna do the other two books at some point as well, right?
1: Uh, what are the two books for you? Oh, the other two we've mentioned? I'm sure yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point,
0: yeah. Okay, cool, cool, There's
1: cool. also Eisenhorn, which is another thing.
0: Okay.
1: Sweet! Well, uh, with the end of this episode, I guess we're gonna to have to end it normally. We'll have another episode of the Inquisition on the various orders next week. Mm. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, find us on social media and YouTube and shit. I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever. I hate, I hate, I hate this. I hate, I hate you. I hate all of oh. you. I hate myself.